Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. It's John Clark. I'm a licensed therapist. I'm a group practice owner and I'm a business coach for therapists like you in private practice. And I'm happy to be with you here again today. Um, another episode of the show. Man, we've been at this show for a long time. A few hundred episodes in and we are still going. Kind of crazy to think about and crazy to think about how much has changed since I started this whole journey. And uh, for those of you new here or maybe just haven't heard the story, how did I get here? long time ago, about 2013, I started my first practice here in San Francisco. And I realized I really liked the business side as well as the therapy side. So I started to teach it. I hosted a free workshop in the basement of a public library. And uh, that went so well that I thought, man, I could really get used to doing this. I really love teaching business to therapists. Fast forward a few years later, I was doing this part time, you know, I had a a practice and then was doing this part time. And then before you know it, this has grown into its own uh, its own company with uh, a team, with products, with services, and with uh, a global audience, an audience uh, through our podcast, through um, the YouTube channel, through the email list that reaches people all, all over the world. And um, my goal is to help you learn how to help people and make more money. Uh, when I was in graduate school, they told me very clearly without mincing words, if you're here to help people and make good money, you're in the wrong place. You should go become a dentist or something. And I thought that can't be true. Why is it that therapists are so overworked and underpaid? And what are we doing about it? And what kind of messages are we getting around that? So little did they know that was a chip on my shoulder that I needed to um, uh, to kind of kickstart things and to uh, start this business and to start to try to shift things in our industry. So the past couple of years and the Events of the world have really accelerated that, I would say, in terms of people valuing mental health. Stigma is going down and need is going up kind of at the same time. So here we are as therapists, we are in prime position to really make a big difference here, to grow our businesses, to help people, to make good money doing it. So that's that's really what we're all about. And I'm excited to be here with you again today. Today's a Q&A. I'm answering questions live here on YouTube, and I'm excited to uh, to do that. So uh, my producer, Jenna, is going to be putting some questions in the chat that we got through our email list today. Um, and then it's up to you, if you're here live, to ask questions. I'm going to answer them. Uh, I'm going to answer them one by one. So let's get right into it. Um, okay. Very first question. Let's just get right into it. Derek G asks, uh, I'm in the beginning phase of expanding to a group practice. What are the best ways to compensate other clinicians slash the most popular pay structures? Well, um, what a can of worms to start with here. If, you, if you're a group practice owner or if you've been around a little while, you know that this question of clinician pay is uh, a huge question, a popular one, and really a hairy question, I would say. Uh, I am a, a group practice owner here in San Francisco. And um, here, here's what I'll say. I'm not going to answer the question for you, but I'm going to tell you how to answer the question or how to find the people that can help you answer the question. So the first question you have to ask is contractor or W-2 employee. Let's get into this just a little bit at the risk of opening the can of worms entirely. With a contractor, and, and this is so state specific that it's so hard to even try to answer this question right now because it just depends on so many things with a contractor they have more autonomy you have less control and you better not be their primary employer or their only employer their only source of income right you also can't treat a contractor like an employee you can get in lots of trouble that way so a lot of contractors are misclassified they should actually be w2 employees but a lot of group practice owners are cheap and lazy and they don't want to set it up properly or they think well i have to pay employer taxes so i'm not going to do that 
or I don't want to have to provide benefits. The point is you need to sit down with a really good employment attorney in your state and a really good accountant who can help you figure out and do some, some projections, some cash flow projections and say, if you do X amount of sessions per week at this rate, this is roughly what and how you can pay your clinicians. This is how they should be classified. W-2 or contractor. This is how much you could pay them, whether it's flat rate or uh, or commission or flat rate with a commission on top, whether it's a profit sharing model, whether it's salary. It depends on so, so, so many things that you need to pull together the right amount of people and the right people to help you answer this question. You could loop in someone like me, a business consultant to help you think about strategically and from a lifestyle perspective, what kind of business do you want? Do you want a big company of W-2 employees? Do you like to have control? Do you want to have? To, do you want to be able to set people's schedule, or do you want a really hands-off kind of model, contractor model, or a model that's more like a collective almost? Like, yeah, I just want to work with other clinicians, like under the same roof, or other types of practitioners, or like a wellness center where people rent space for me. I'd have to ask you a hundred questions like that before I could really advise you. So again, I just, you need to pull together the right people and you're going to have to pay those people a lot of money to help advise you on this question. But if you can get that advice early on and make the good sound decisions early on on this stuff, it's going to help you a ton. I've got a lot of videos about group practice ownership. I have a lot of reasons to do it. I have a lot of reasons for you all to think about to not do it. And you can search our channel for those videos. Just go to our channel and search group practice and see uh, see what comes up. Start <clears throat> start going through those. I uh, hope that helps, Derek. Um, also, keep an eye out. In August, we're relaunching our Business Made Human program. We have a, it's a weekly mastermind. We have a group for solo practitioners. We have a group for group practice owners. So uh, I'd love to talk to you about being part of that. You can learn more at privatepracticeworkshop.com. Um, all right. Chloe says, I have a new practice and re received about two new inquiries a week for my first month. In my second month, and for the past few weeks, it's been radio silence. What might be going wrong? Uh, this is an awesome question, Chloe. You're just like giving me a softball here. I really like, really like the question. <laughs> uh, I really like the question a lot. And this morning in, in our, our BMH groups, we were actually, you know, my head's getting cut off. The question's so good. Um, the uh, getting cut off on YouTube on the video for those listening to audio, they're like, your head's getting caught off. The question is so good. What dude, what? Um, we were talking about this this morning in our BMH groups of how to troubleshoot your marketing. And let me see if I can take a stab at this. Your website is a funnel. And when we say the word funnel, a lot of people get really bent out of shape. A funnel is just Think of your website like a funnel and it's widest at the top. Those are people that are visiting your website. So they visit your website and then we hope they go to the next most narrow part of your site, reaching out, you know, making an inquiry, inquiring about your services. Then we hope that you or your intake coordinator or whoever converts that person if they're a good fit and everything lines up. The funnel has worked, right? The problem is a funnel leaks. People go to the site and then they click out. They go to the site, they forget about it. They go to the site, maybe they get onto your email list and you can warm them up over time like I've done with a lot of you guys. You learn about me, you're not quite ready to join Business Made Human or our fully booked program or whatever, but you want to keep learning. You're curious about this dude, right? Now, for Chloe, going back to this is a top of the funnel question, right? So, so you were getting some traffic and people were inquiring, and I'm assuming you were converting people. So the funnel was working, but it's not working now. 
you still, you have a top of the funnel problem. Where did my traffic go? First thing I do is to look at your Google Analytics, right? In terms of that traffic last month, where was the traffic coming from? Was it paid traffic? Was it organic traffic? Was it people just typing in your URL because they heard about you somewhere else? So within your Google Analytics, you're going to look at, um, yeah, again, where did that traffic come from exactly? Were, were you doing anything differently then? Were you running any paid ads, right? Were you controlling your traffic, getting this paid that, that paid traffic, and then it's, it's gone away, right? Or you changed the ads, you turned them off or whatever. With your organic traffic, um, it's, it, it fluctuates, right? You might have been on page one for a month for a certain search term, and now you're not. It's, it tends to be volatile like that. It tends to shift around. It's just, um, it's just really part of the, the process for SEO. Is it's, it's fluid. It's organic. It just it, uh, it, it moves around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really what you want to go back to is look at, and you want to keep, continue to keep an eye on your Google Analytics and see. Uh, you also want to look at your Google Search Console and say, um, uh, okay, if people are landing on my site, what search terms did they use to get here? You also want to see, am I getting traffic that is in my geographic area? That's another big piece of it, right? Let's say you're getting 100 people to your site um, a week or whatever, but they're not in your state. They're all over the place. Maybe they're coming into your site through a particular blog post and um, that traffic is kind of skewing your results, right? Let's say you have a really good blog post that is uh, about like, what is EMDR or the, the different phases of EMDR? People are going and they're finding that post, but they're just there to learn something, not to become a therapy client. So, you know, not all traffic is created equal. You need to go back to looking at um, how am I going to get good relevant traffic, relevant and that's in my geographic area. Yeah. Hope that helps. Um, Ken is back. Ken says, thanks for the help last week. Already on the website changes and adding more pages and content. Thanks, Ken. That That's really great. And I'm glad you're back. It's good to see you. And um, thanks for... for um, for yeah, letting letting me help you out a little bit. That's that's good stuff. Okay, uh, Annabelle asks uh, less of a question, more of um, wanting to know how others handle tax issues. I have an accountant who seems more on the side of the IRS slash government, and perhaps asking for recommendations on the accountants on accountants who work with you without breaking laws. Oh boy. Yeah, we don't like breaking laws around here. We like following laws. We're big fans of, we're big rule followers around here. Um, here's the thing, you know, a, a CPA, a certified public accountant, I think that's what that stands for. They are a credentialed person, right? Just like you and I are credentialed. We report to a board. We have to be licensed by that board. Now, they are under some obligation to operate ethically and legally, right? Maybe this person is not. I think you probably just need a new accountant. Um, also, you know, uh, it, you might have different people that are helping with your money, right? You might have a, uh, you might have a tax accountant, um, uh, and then you might have another accountant who's there to kind of help you throughout the year and coach you on your finances and whatnot. Um, and then you might also have a bookkeeper who's just there to help reconcile your books, right? Um, yeah. 
I would ask around. I would ask people in your area, therapists in your area, other small business owners. If you can find a good accountant who's very familiar with therapists and maybe specializes in therapists, that's great. Or if they're just a good small business um, you know, tax accountant, that's great. I would probably go and interview like three of them and see if you can find someone who's a really good fit, you resonate with, you think they're ethical and responsive. You know, a lot of them are just really not responsive. So you want to do your due diligence, you know, with this, this role and, um, and, and find the right person. So don't be afraid to fire your accountant either. Uh, a lot of times they will just do the bare minimum or they'll be late or they'll make errors or whatever it is. So you want someone who's going to be solid, competent, reliable, and, uh, and, and is good at teaching you, right? Yeah. Is, is really going to take that position of, of being a teacher. Yeah. Great. Let's go to the next question. We'll do about 25, 30 minutes of questions today, just so you guys know. Um, Robert saying, um, none of my Google reviews are showing up. Any idea why they aren't appearing? My colleagues have sent me screenshots that confirm they submitted their Google reviews weeks ago. Okay, so this is interesting, right? Um, and, and now, in in general, we can't ask clients for testimonials, right? They're, speaking of ethics, there's big ethical reasons for that. But we still need to get some reviews for our Google My Business listing in order for that listing to gain traction and get more visibility. So I had suggested to Robert, think about asking some colleagues in your area to leave a review. Now they can do that and it should, it, it matters that they have an IP address that's in your area, in your region, because it's a local business, right? How could I have tasted Chicago pizza without being in Chicago? The problem probably is, Robert, they gave it away in the review that they're not a consumer, a therapy consumer, they probably said something like as a colleague, as another therapist, as a, a friend or whatever it is. Google probably sees that or Google's algorithm probably saw that, filtered it out. And it's kind of like, okay, well, this is clearly not a therapy consumer. So it's going to get screened out. That That's that's my absolute best guess for, for, for what's happening there. Yeah. So it's a bummer. I mean, you might have them try to edit and resubmit the reviews. You might ask other friends to help you out and just say... Robert's a great therapist. Robert really knows how to help with anxiety. Something really <laughs> vague and generic like that. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it's, again, I haven't found a good workaround for this in terms of how do we get reviews when we can't ask colleagues, we can't ask clients for reviews, right? Yeah. Um, more questions. I don't see any more questions right here, at least questions that I think are good to bring up. Um, there's one from Shirley, but I don't really understand it. So I'm not going to go after that one. Um, but I'm here for a little bit longer for, for uh, whatever questions you guys have. I'm happy to see people here live. That's really great. Really, really appreciate that and always enjoy um, seeing you all live here. So thanks for for being here. Um, again, I just want to say really quick, if you're looking for help with your business, there's different ways to work with us. When you go to privatepracticeworkshop.com, uh, an easy way to get started, you can book an initial coaching call with me for 199 bucks. It's a 30 minute coaching call. I'm going to give you as much value and, and help as I can in those, those 30 minutes. And then at the end, we can talk about whether another program is right for you, whether it's our business made human mastermind groups, whether it's uh, fully booked, whatever it may be. Maybe it's someone else's program. I don't know. I just try to help point in the right direction. Um, 
yeah, we have our business made human groups opening up pretty soon here com- coming up and uh, uh, really looking forward to that. So we meet every single week for an hour. It's a great community. You connect with the therapist in your group in between sessions. You get access to my weekly office hours where for an hour every week you can come and get get more help and and get unlimited help from me in those office hours. And it runs for six months at a time. So in August, it's opening up again. And again, uh, yeah, you're going to have um, uh, lots of help from me. So keep an eye out for that. And if you're interested, go to privatepracticeworkshop.com, click on Business Made Human to learn more and get on our interest list. Great. Uh, Thomas says, um, hey, John, I just got my LCSWA in May. Congrats. That's a huge step. Trying to understand insurance, marketing, and everything. While being busy building my caseload as a contracted therapist with no issues getting a full caseload. Um, maybe you can boil it down to a question for me, uh, Thomas. Um, otherwise, I'm just going to comment on this. You, you just got your LCSWA, your provisional license, and you're trying to understand insurance, marketing, and everything. Here's the thing. You know, you just spent a couple of years you know, full-time studying um, how to be a therapist. You're going to have to start putting in time every single week to learn about business. Okay. We have lots of really great business books that we recommend. In fact, uh, Jenna, if you're still here and um, maybe you can put in the comments, the links to my business book recommendations, they're in the description of some of our other YouTube videos. So everything from like, um, uh, what's it called? The everyday MBA, um, uh, building a story brand, um, blue ocean strategy, things like that. Profit first. You, you have to just, um, yeah, you have to just really start immersing yourself in it. In terms of learning marketing, you can learn a lot of that here, you know, through our YouTube channel. It's a big focus of mine is teaching digital marketing. So you can certainly learn a lot here. You could join Fully Booked and, and, and learn it kind of hands-on with us that way. But just spend a few hours every single week, you know, listen to some business podcasts and just really immerse yourself in it and, and, and try to enjoy it the same way you enjoyed, you know, or hopefully enjoyed, you know, becoming a therapist and growing into that role. Um, you can you can grow into this one as well and just kind of embrace the the journey and the learning. Uh, Thomas says, should I make a website because I'd like to open my practice in two to three years? That's a great question. So I would say, when you're about a year out, go ahead and build that site. If you have time to build it now, there's certainly no harm uh, given how long it takes to get good SEO going. You can create that site. You can treat it almost like a blog and just start writing about mental health stuff. Try to get it ranking in your area. And then when you're ready to kind of open the doors, you can open the door, so to speak. So, man, the more of a runway you can give yourself, that's that's absolutely fantastic. Another question from Do Things That Heal. Hey, I'm new to my area and just starting out. I do not have networking connections and I'm not lo- connected to local community. I really don't like being active on social media. Any suggestions? I don't like any of that stuff either. So do what I did, right? Build a great website, get really obsessed with Google. That's all you have to do. Three sections of Google, Google Ads, Google My Business, and SEO. You can learn a lot about that here. You can join Fully Book and learn a lot about it. I don't build practices based on networking, social media, Instagram, TikTok, whatever. I don't think people go to Instagram to find a therapist or TikTok to find a therapist. You might get 100,000 followers on TikTok, but you're going to do something else with that that traffic, right, with that audience. What you're going to do with it, I don't really know. You'll do something. But yeah, I, I've never I've never really, you know, practiced that stuff. I just, you know, great site, good copy, clear niche, start building, get that site, um, doing everything you can uh, with Google. Um, 
my friend Karen says, I hear that SEO is a one and done, but also hear that it's actually ongoing. What are your thoughts on this? Great. This is actually a great question. Depends on your market. For a smaller market, it might be one and done. A good SEO specialist might come in. They're going to start by doing keyword research. What are the keywords being searched in the area? Take, they're going to take those words and find ones where they think they can get you ranking for. And they're going to take those and get you, get you set up and put those keywords in the right places on your website. Could include your URL, page title, page description, headings, you know, H1, H2 headings on your actual pages, and body, right? For a lot of practices, like, um, uh, like in bigger markets, like New York City, San Francisco, you often need initial work and ongoing work. The ongoing work that they're usually doing, in my case, what the agency that does my SEO is doing, is they're creating backlinks, essentially. They're creating content and they're creating backlinks. So they'll take, you know, they'll write an article about EMDR, whatever it is, and then they're going to take that article and get it posted on as many other places online as they can, places that are bigger sites and with higher quality scores, and point those links back to our site. That creates like a web, right? The online, the, the web, the interweb, and it strengthens the credibility of our website and therefore the SEO rankings of our website. That's roughly what they're doing very roughly. Yeah. Um, Deb, Deb, it's good to see you. She says, I most, I'm mostly online classes. Uh, I want eight clients a week. My marketing thus far nets me, um, four clients that are a good fit out of pocket, mostly referral. I'm thinking about headway or other referral sources. Any thoughts? Um, I, I, you know, I don't know what headway pays. I don't know if they pay well. Um, I'm worried that they don't in other places like BetterHelp, Talkspace, whatever. If they pay well, great. I mean, if they pay north of a hundred dollars, depending on where you're living, you're living. Sure. I just don't love them. I don't love those companies. Companies that I do really enjoy and like are companies like Modern Health and Lyra. They are like an EAP company for tech companies, basically, or big companies where they'll say, we're going to provide, you know, 20 sessions to a thousand of your employees or whatever. But the difference is they pay us market rates or they pay us rates that are a lot closer to market rates than, than insurance companies and then and, and, and versus like BetterHelp, Talkspace, places like that. So... Yeah, I, I recommend those those places. I'll do a couple more questions and then we're going to wrap it up. I'm going to try not exhaust myself today. It's also 91 degrees in San Francisco and we don't have air conditioning in this city. So it's pretty gnarly. I'm way too hot and I'm just waiting for my camera to overheat. <laughs> it's just inevitable. My camera is as hot as I, as I am. I'm looking at it. I can just tell he's sweating. I can see a little bit of sweat dripping down the lens, about to drip down the lens. The poor guy, he's working hard, and as am I. So maybe a couple more questions and we'll wrap up. Thomas says, as a new clinician in my niche right now is children and adolescents. Is this a good place just getting started? A good start just getting started. When I open my practice, I plan on getting more specific. Here's the thing, how niche do you need to be? Just niche enough to get results. So depending on your area, maybe you're in a small or mid-sized city, being a young male therapist that I can see in your photo who works with children and adolescents might be enough, might be niche enough. I don't know. Depends on your area. Depends on your market. Let's say you're in New York City. 
you're a young male therapist that helps children with anger issues. That would be another niche, right? Just throwing it out there as an example, something more niche. Helps children with ADHD, right? Helps children with trauma, adolescents with trauma, teen boys, right? Whatever it is. So you could think about that. But for now, I would just be as niche as you're comfortable being. And then you can always niche down further from there. You don't need to go too niche too soon when you're early in this and figuring it out. And, you know, you're also just trying to still continue to explore your, your clinical interests. So, yeah, you don't need to, um, you know, be too aggressive with it, at least not right now. Uh, get, get into it for a while. Learn, learn how this all works. Do some keyword research. Learn about marketing in general. Read uh, the Blue Ocean Strategy, things like that, and um, and and then you know you'll know a lot more before too long. So I, I highly recommend thinking about about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. I'm trying to find the links to those um, those books I was t talking about. Let's see if I can find them. If not. Um, then I don't know what we'll do. Oh, I found them. Okay. <laughs> My all-time favorite business books. I've got them here. Um, these are affiliate links. So if you like helping us out a little bit, feel free to, you know, click through these links and use them to, uh, we get a little kickback from these if this was helpful to you. Um, Okay, I'll do one more question. Um, Abby says, I want to start a practice as soon as possible after graduating from my MSW program. Should I consider offering free initial sessions to build up interest or experience? Um, I think you could. I don't think there's really harm in doing it if you can afford it personally. I think you could think about reduce or low cost. I think people need to have skin in the game, even if it's a reduced fee, even if it's a symbolic $10 or whatever. Um, also, how long are you going to offer it for free? You know, I would just think about that too in terms of like a timeline. Um, if people get really used to that, then, you know, it might be hard to work your way out of it. You could also say the first five sessions are free. The first three sessions are free and then the fee is X, right? That gives you time to, you know, put your money where your mouth is and say, um, and, and say, yeah, that you're, you're going to be, um, helping them. And after those three sessions, they, maybe they continue at this rate or maybe they're good to go could be an interesting way to build your business. It's, it's, it's not really a way I've thought about before, but I, I, I think it's, I think it's interesting. So yeah, there you have it folks. Um, that about does it for me. I really hope this was helpful. I answered as many as I could a week from now. We'll be back with a guest. This guy is one of my favorites. His name's Jake Kramer. He builds custom WordPress sites. He's going to be talking about how to strategically, you know, design, launch, and run your, your website to, to get more clients. He's built a lot of therapist websites for, for, for my clients and my listeners. So I definitely recommend him. He's at artillerymedia.com. Very excited to, um, uh, to have him back on the, the show. He's just, uh, yeah, he, he's a great guy and just super, super helpful. So um, definitely be here. It's going to be same time same place um uh coming back to you next week so that's tuesday 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern tuesday the 28th if you're on our email list you're going to have the chance to submit questions for jake ahead of time so i definitely recommend you do that um and be here live if you're not already subscribed to our channel please subscribe um it really helps us to grow the channel. Tell some friends about this channel. Send them your favorite video. Um, every little bit helps. So thank you again for uh, being here again. My name is John Clark, licensed therapist, group practice owner, business coach at privatepracticeworkshop.com. And that's where you should go if you want some of our help. 
Thanks again for being here. I'll give you a few more seconds of this song because I'm just generous like that. And I can, I have the technology for it. Have a good week. I'll see you soon.